Hi, this is Juliet, your Media and Publicity Secretary. Um, welcome back to Legal Leaks podcast. I just wanted to say thank you for voting for me a year ago today and uh, being interactive with me on the podcast and on our social medias. Today we find out who the new Media and Publicity Secretary is, so I'm wishing them the best of luck. Our podcast today is on careers in non-law, and I'm going to hand over to Tabang to introduce it. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to Law Socks Legal Loops. I'm your host, Tabang Royds, aka Teddy Bang. You know what it do, you know what it does. Alongside me today, I have Juliet, Kate, and Akna. Hi, everyone. A friendly reminder that all of our podcasts are recorded over Zoom, and we hope that you guys are keeping healthy, safe, and sanitized during this time. Today, we will be interviewing a graduate of our very own law school, the former General Secretary of the Law SOC and former Secretary of the Women Breaking Barriers Committee. Welcome to Legal Loops, Jordan Denny. Hi, everyone. Lovely to be back and I hope you're all well. Uh, so I've mentioned a lot of stuff you did in the law school, but today we're a bit more interested in what you've been doing outside of law school. So just to get started, what, did, what have you been up to since you left? Oh God, what haven't I been up to since I left? <laughs> um, so upon graduating, um, I actually joined a, an executive search firm oh. and that was doing kind of headhunting recruitment. Um, wasn't for me and I'm happy to admit that. I <laughs> then quickly came back to the law school, did seven weeks of teaching. I was one of the student success tutors and that was brilliant. Loved every single second of it, but um, my passion has always been to get into student recruitment within okay. either law or professional services. So when I was at the law school, I saw a job come up for PwC. Um, so you might know it as PwC or PricewaterhouseCoopers. And they are a professional services firm based in the Leeds office doing student recruitment. So I've been there since December now. Yeah, that's kind of what I've been up to. Still based in Leeds. Um, I am making a move to Manchester now, be a little bit closer to home. But yeah, that's, that's where I am at the moment. Oh, perfect. So I guess another question would just be what career did you initially want to go into like when you were coming into law school was it always like you were to go into the student recruitment or what what was the plan? So when I when I joined Leeds Law I actually wanted to be a human rights barrister um, oh, wow. and yeah I had a huge huge passion in human rights I still do definitely and I wanted to be a barrister and then I did a lot of mini pupilages um, in my first and second year And then towards the end of my second year, I started to realise that it wasn't for me. I did a lot of mini pupilages within family law, within kind of different areas. I did some kind of medical disputes as well. And when I was kind of on those mini pupilages, it just didn't excite me the way I I knew it should. Nothing nothing was kind of wrong with the mini pupilages or the people I did them with. It just, I just figured out it wasn't the right career for me so I took a step back and then I was actually at that time doing the sponsorship for LawSoc so that's kind of with all the law firms that you see LawSoc partnering with throughout the the seasons and I did sponsorship for LawSoc for the my second and third year and so when I was on committee in second year and then obviously second secretary in my third year I was doing that sponsorship and that was liaising with graduate recruitment within law firms and I quickly realized going into all these really nice law firms and professional services firms that I actually quite like to do this job so it looked a little bit more into it Um, and yeah here I am. Yeah I know so it's it's definitely been been a journey like clearly. Yeah definitely. 
So when you decided that you didn't want to like go into law and everything, was this like the general consensus among a lot of your peers? Did anyone else change their minds along the way? Or was everyone still kind of by the end of second year, was everyone still they wanted to pursue law? Yeah, I think I was definitely in the minority. And I think that potentially one thing that could be improved within all law schools is a lesser focus on on the legal profession and especially commercial law and I think that it's quite heavily pushed and it's rightly so because it does provide career opportunities for a lot of graduates but there are a lot of graduates who know that that isn't the route for them so within kind of my peer group I think it was a lot of like change between I want to be a barrister and a solicitor rather than I, I want to be in law or I don't yeah I mean I love the I love the culture of law firms in terms of like the the environment of them I just knew that I didn't want to practice law from quite early on and I think it's just really important when when you come to that conclusion to own it and, and not to just because you're yeah. studying law not to feel pressure to go down that route because as I'm sure we'll kind of go into in a little while a law degree does provide you with a lot of valuable skills and experience that you can use wherever you go. Yeah did you feel supported in the law school with your decision to not pursue law or did you kind of have to take your own initiative to like find out what to do yeah I think it was a lot of taking my own initiative to be honest because obviously careers advisors um, lecturers whoever you speak to they kind of presume that you're going to go down the law route or that's where their experiences come from anyway and obviously they they weren't they aren't versed in areas outside of the law so it's definitely not their fault but I think that it is a lot of taking ownership of your own career aspirations and finding out what you need to what you need to do from there. So I utilise the law, the law career fair. Mm-hmm. So instead of walking around asking them what graduate jobs they had, <laughs> I was asking them what positions they had within student recruitment. And a lot of there were a lot of shocked faces, like they've never had that question <laughs> before. So I think it's just taking the initiative to use those opportunities for your own advantage um, yeah. and I think the only reason I got the job at PwC was because I attended the general careers fair as a graduate and before applying for PwC I actually went there spoke to one of their graduate uh, their student recruitment team asked them what the team was like so then my application was a lot more informed when mm. I then came to applying. Yeah, I, th- I think it's difficult because even speaking to my academic tutor the other week, I'd, I'd, I'm not sure about Laura and I said I wasn't sure, but she was like, well, you should still plan like you should maybe do the PLC and everything. But it's quite a big commitment if you don't want to do it. Yeah, definitely. And I think that I think that because almost at university, we are spoon fed to a degree. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think it's really difficult for whilst people are studying really hard to then think I'm actually going to go and research a whole new area of a career mm. that potentially I'm not going to go want to go into but I just need to keep my options open and I think that what's really important is to not put pressure on yourself whilst you're doing the degree to find that like when I came out of my degree I kind of knew what I wanted to do but I wasn't actively looking for a role I just fell into um, headhunting which I which I obviously went away from but I think mm. that don't feel pressure to get that get that grad job uh, whilst you're yeah. still studying because it is, is a lot of work and it is a lot of like you need a lot of self-discipline to find that career and 
all students aren't really used to doing that because of how much we are spoon fed yeah um, and I think it's only once you graduate you'll realize how much you're spoon fed um, yeah it might seem quite daunting like the amount you have to do on your own right now mm. um but I think once you, once you all graduate you'll you'll realize and that'll that'll dawn on you yeah kind of going off topic but just something you said about pressure and everything like if you go on LinkedIn and everything I think you get that pressure from there as well if you see everyone's got a vacation scheme or everyone's got they've got something to do and you sit there and kind of think oh my god I need to be getting on with it and I think that that is a whole a massive part of how I definitely feel about oh my god I need to get on and do something now yeah LinkedIn is a blessing and a curse mm. so it's fantastic when it comes to like networking finding jobs like LinkedIn is the best place to find jobs mm. but it's also a curse in the sense of nobody puts on there when they failed or when they've yeah. been rejected <laughs> they only put the best things on there like mm. when they've got a vaccine or when they've got a TC or when they've got that grad job so I would almost take that with a pinch of salt because for every one person you see with a VAC scheme on LinkedIn there will be 20 people that have applied for one and not got it yeah um, and yeah. I think it's really important to see perspective like some of my friends who are potentially I think will be the best lawyers in the country like that they are fantastic at, at what they do but they haven't got that VAC scheme yet and I mm. just it's so competitive and I think that you you do have to take a step back stop putting pressure on yourself and sometimes you do just have to wait till after you've graduated yeah. like it, it's a hard pill to swallow but sometimes yeah. it is necessary because your your mind's more in it and I think you are slightly more motivated as well as a graduate when you graduated did you have a job to go straight into or obviously you graduating in the pandemic so obviously it's a lot more difficult but yeah no so I obviously finished uh, well finished being at Leeds in March so a year ago it's a little bit crazy um, and then graduated without an actual graduation in <laughs> July um, yeah. and then I just took a rest I was like mm. I have just done a law degree and I did pretty well um, I deserve yeah. a couple of months break that wasn't to say like I had completely ignored career prospects like I, I yeah. was like looking and if something came up I would apply mm. but I it wasn't until maybe the end of August mid-August mm. I thought actually I probably probably need to do something <laughs> now and um, so I had something for September so I started at the the headhunting firm mm. at the start of September and then yeah quickly left there but <laughs> oh, that sounds good though <laughs> yeah definitely and I think that if you, if you have the capacity to to take that rest after you've done a law degree then it definitely helps kind of recuperate the brain I yeah, think it that, is it's very yeah. intense <laughs> yeah doing I don't know um about like where everyone is in terms of what year they're in and things like that but doing that dissertation in third year um does kind of wipe it out of you and oh, you, you don't think... need to tell us that we're only in second year so <laughs> you're scaring us I mean I, I loved every second of doing my dissertation because you get to choose the topic and you really get to research something that you're really passionate about but it's hard work and I don't think any anyone that's done a dissertation will will tell you otherwise but yeah I think it's really important to especially in the current circumstances to just do a little bit of self-evaluation and think you know what I need, I need a month month yeah. off here rather than <laughs> trying to throw yourself into a job the day after you graduate yeah definitely <laughs> 
So you've touched on this like just a little bit, but what do you think the law school could be doing better to support students in general? In general, oh, mm-hmm. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, in terms of career um, yeah. prospects and things, yeah, yeah, <laughs> Not in general, um, general, that's a bit. <laughs> <laughs> like, like. So I just want to say, like from the outset, the Leeds Law School is potentially the best place in the world, like for everything and anything. If if I was to make the decision all over again, knowing that I wouldn't be going into a legal career, um, I would still choose to study there. Mm-hmm. I have never felt more at home in a place before I think it's fantastic the people are amazing and what yeah. what is offered to students is great um, but there are there are always areas to improve and I don't think yeah. that the law school has shied away from that I think that especially the leadership has acknowledged that there does need more support so in terms of careers I think that obviously a non-law focus would be would be nice would be um, a little bit better yeah yeah I think that Careers advisors are are employed to be legal specific um, because they're in a yeah. law school. So okay. whilst they are great and they offer some fantastic advice, I think that students potentially do need to look a bit wider if they're not wanting to go into a legal career. So mm-hmm. even things like the, the careers centre in the union or even things like going to the business school and just asking like, yeah what what is the harm and just, um, just, just finding out like for yourself as well like what exactly. is out there yeah exactly and I think that the student success tutors that that the law school have introduced this year big up to them if they're listening because I know how hard <laughs> a job it is so I think that utilizing them because I know that they hold like employability sessions and I know that the, the people that I was working with when I was there um, are always available to talk about kind of career aspirations and they have like an insight mm. they've done the degree and they know what's out there and if they don't know something they'll know who to ask probably me if it's a non-law, <laughs> it's a non-law um, yeah. question but yeah I think that the law school is improving in that it's it's thinking about one-on-one support for students but yeah mm. I think that the the amount that's put on for students who don't want to go down a legal career and um, whether that be events or kind of drop-in sessions could definitely be improved. Mm. Okay that makes sense because I think at least from my experience as well I don't think I've actually seen any other events besides commercial law events um, that they pop up quite often um, on my emails and stuff so personally I also think they could be a bit wider in terms of the legal field and then also yeah. in terms of the professional field in general because I mean not everybody does want to go into law but do you see yourself actually going into law later in life or are you set you're done student recruitment is is where it's at yeah I think that the closest I would get to the legal profession is doing <laughs> graduate recruitment within a law firm yeah. I mean I'm really happy at PwC um mm-hmm. so I don't imagine me me moving away from there but thing I think the closest I would ever get is doing graduate recruitment for a law firm I it's an art the the practicing of law it really is um but it's just not an art that I'm very good at or that I want to do so um yeah I've never I've never been an artist um yeah I think that's I think I'm pretty set on not wanting to go down the law route yeah so what about graduate recruitment or student recruitment like what what are you passionate about like why do you love it yeah so I think that what first drew me to it is the ability to work with students. 
Mm. I absolutely love working with young people and I, I say young people as if I'm really old <laughs> but um, <laughs> I mean like of people from aged well I work with people from age like 16 to graduate age so I, I love that demographic and yeah. um, it's really exciting to see the future of the profession through them mm. but then there is scope to get involved in things I am extremely passionate about so I'm doing a lot of work um, at PwC within the inclusion and diversity sector and that space mm-hmm. and making sure that our our intake is as diverse as uh, we hope it to be and um, we mm-hmm. still have a long long way to go um, mm-hmm. but I as think most that, firms do to be fair yeah but. <laughs> exactly um, I don't think that anyone should shy away from the fact that things aren't where they need to be right now yeah and we, we're only doing things to to help it so like I'm just giving kind of examples from PwC but I'm sure a lot of other firms do other things so a couple of years ago we we introduced like a women in business initiative which is kind of like a, a paid placement for to encourage females to get into the professional sector so when we're, we're now seeing a really good balance um between men and women in in the sector and then this year we introduced the black talent in business which is the equivalent but for those who identify um as of black heritage so i think that it's not going to be kind of you know an immediate improvement it's it's going to come in a couple of years time when yeah yeah exactly um there's no quick fix to these issues and i think that's (laughs) really important um to recognize so I think that in terms of why grad recruitment, why student recruitment, it gives me the scope to get involved in things I'm passionate about um, Mm. within kind of the the social economic space as well. Mm. Uh, I won't lie, it was very, very inspiring. Thank you very much. (laughs) No, no, Um, no, it's no problem. (laughs) So I guess now is a classic question that you probably thought you're going to get. How has the pandemic actually impacted your job? so I obviously (laughs) I have never actually (laughs) been into PwC office yet so yeah yeah, I obviously I joined in December and I have Mm. done three months now working from home which is difficult because how you might think like how do you train how do you learn things when you're when you're sat on your own at home Um, and it's a very different experience but I think that if you're you're going to join an employer who's really committed to employee well-being retention employee training as pwc is then you you will be okay i think that the hardest thing for for anyone joining a new role and virtually is the ability to network so Mm. you can't just pass someone on a corridor and be like hi i'm new (laughs) you want to go for a coffee like it's just not possible show up on like the microsoft teams like oh who's jordan crazy yeah (laughs) exactly or like i think it's the funniest thing when you have to like email someone and you're like hi nice to meet you (laughs) albeit via email (laughs) Yeah. yeah So in terms of like how it's impacted me, I think that I've had to make more of a conscious effort to network and get mm-hmm. my name out there within the firm. Um, and that's just been through like getting involved in projects that potentially I wouldn't have until later on in my career or just putting in like time in people's diary to have a coffee and catch up, just yeah. introducing myself. And then in terms of the actual job itself, there is a lot of virtual recruitment, which isn't the yeah. easiest thing to do when people are experiencing virtual fatigue. 
So making sure that we're engaging with students via different platforms. So we've launched PwC Virtual Park this year, which instead oh, wow. of kind of holding all of our events on like Teams or Zoom or whatever, we've yeah. actually created like a, a virtual reality world where people create an avatar, walk around, can talk to one another. That's crazy. So that's how like my job's been affected but in terms yeah. of like how I've been onboarded I, I don't think that there's been a huge detriment because I'm re- I'm a part of a really supportive firm mm. no that's insane I mean that virtual park sounds pretty dope <laughs> anyone's honest. welcome to come and join yeah. <laughs> I was about to ask like can you just swing me like <laughs> some of the details <laughs> yeah. so what are some of the important skills that you learned through your law degree that you apply now in the job that you're doing there's so many I think that the, the first one and probably the most important is communication skills so yeah. whether that be through the actual degree or the extracurricular stuff that I did I'm able to talk to people via email or via the phone confidently portray like my point I think that what a law degree does give you is the ability to be quite concise but also be analytical in your own points a lot of self-reflection so if if perhaps you've got an idea you you think about it before you put it to anybody else and that's the analytical side of law coming through so that you're evaluating your own points before putting them into the the great wide world and opening them up to criticism and then so yeah communication analytical skills I think probably just the ability to to be professional I think that a law degree gives you an almost preemptive maturity that Mm. a lot of other degrees don't give you because you are part of such a professional sector and space Um, and I think that going into a law firm or professional services firm or whatever you want to do in the future you will have this air of maturity and professional maturity having done a law degree you'll know how to handle yourself yeah how to handle other people as well so mm-hmm. yeah I'd probably say they were my top three yeah I know and that's to be fair I think that's a lot of people actually go into doing a law degree because they want to gain those type of skills because I mean as you've proven, it's not just useful when you want to be a lawyer or solicitor or barrister. It's useful in all types of aspects of any type of profession. And I think the aspect that you mentioned about professionalism and being in a professional setting, uh, there's also one of the things that people wouldn't necessarily think about when they have, when they're like getting their law degree or when they, they graduated from a law degree. So yeah, I think people are definitely going to benefit from, from that um, as yeah. one of the skills to take out from, from this podcast. I think it's about kind of exposing yourself to those situations as well so you know even if you don't want to be a commercial solicitor like like even if that's kind of the worst case scenario just go into (laughs) events where you're being exposed to those types of people and those types of like Mm. scenarios and it will really help you with kind of how to speak to people in those environments um so yeah even like even if that's like you really don't want to be a commercial solicitor I think that those events can help you in in yeah. some sense and you can just kind of zone out when they start talking about law <laughs> but I mean I think also it's um it's about actually just gaining experience to see if it's if it's not for you as well I mean you mentioned it quite a quite a quite a few times in the podcast but just being open to a lot of things because I guess it's a it's a classic thing of you, you don't know until you try it so I mean even in the commercial sense like if you go to these events yeah, sure, you might not understand what's happening with the law, you might not be interested in what's happening with the law, but again, you get those communication skills that could be very valuable. 
And so I think the last question I think I want to ask is what other pieces of advice can you give to law students? And that can be anything. I mean, it can be um, where you recommend we can find a job, advice that you could you give to for anyone who's looking for one, anything like that. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that what I spoke about before about pressure, I think that's yeah. my top piece of advice. Don't feel pressure. Um, there, mm. I don't know if everybody knows about it, but universities have are ranked on um, how quickly their graduates get a job after they graduate. Um, and I think this is where a lot of the pressure comes from. So in terms of like, we want you to get a job straight after graduation because it's going to make the university look good. Yeah, it is, but it's probably not the best thing for you. So just mm. kind of distance, distancing yourself from that pressure that others put on you. And the only person that is, is going to get you that graduate job, that back skiing, that TC is yourself. So just do it whenever yeah. you're ready. And yeah, don't compare yourself to other people. I think that within within <laughs> law, I think that's the worst trait of students saying like, yeah. oh, they got 74 on their essay and Whatever. I only yeah. got a 65. Like you got a 65, like be happy. <laughs> um, yeah. So I think that in take that non not comparing yourself to other people and apply it to the career as well so um if someone else has got a vac scheme be happy for them rather than being like oh wish i'd have got one and um, because when mm. your time comes it will come you're going to have to work hard for it but it will happen if you really want it to and then other piece of advice for law students in terms of careers be open to to not going straight into law there are even if you want to be a lawyer um mm. and but you don't get something straight away don't feel like oh I, I can't do anything until um until I get that job even if you do something that's unrelated to law that you can then bring skills from or if you're if you're like me and don't want to go into a law background you can still get skills from legal experiences yeah. so just being open to having transferable skills and experiences Mm. and then look after yourself um I wish I'd have <laughs> I'd told myself this more so in second year than any other time like I really struggled with my mental health in second year so I think that a law degree is not easy no one's going to tell you that it is and um, so I think it's really important again to just do that self-reflection and self-evaluation and know yourself when you need just to take a break mm. and you need to have an evening off reading I don't know tour or whatever it is <laughs> so yeah looking after yourself probably the most important thing out of, anyth out of anything because at the end of the day you're not going to get a graduate job if you're you're slogging it out because you're tired you're run down you're not going to perform your best um, yeah. at that assessment day so you, you might as well just kind of look after yourself and then you will be able to perform your best uh, when the time mm -hmm. comes for getting a job. I think the look after yourself bit also is extremely important because you mentioned about the competitiveness as well. And I think at least from my experience and from my friends and stuff, the competitive nature of actually just being in a law school always seems to get the better of everyone. You do tend to forget like actually i might need to have a few more than three hours of sleep a day <laughs> so like yeah. so i think that's, that was incredible advice and i just want to say a big thank you for coming out today taking some time out of your day just to actually 
you know, spend some time with Legal Loops and yeah, give us some of your insights into what you can do outside of law, but still doing a law degree. So thank you so much for joining us. We hope that everybody who listened enjoyed listening and were inspired by any of the insights that you gave us. And please check out the Legal Loops Instagram page at Legal Loops Leads for our upcoming podcasts and any news. Thanks so much, everyone. It was lovely to be here. Lastly, I would like to say that the university and law school offer further guidance for your career path. The university's Career Centre offers one-to-one support for creating CVs, searching for jobs and internships, application support, mock interviews, as well as specialist career discovery modules. Feel free to contact them on their email at careercentre.ac.uk. If you're looking for some guidance a bit closer to home, though, the School of Law also has two dedicated employability officers, Marika Hildebrandova and Misha Wilmers. You can book one-to-one appointments with them to discuss any support required for your personal development and career planning throughout your time at the law school. They also organise numerous graduate opportunities, including career clinics, work experience opportunities, CV and application workshops, mock interviews with local law firms, open days, talks, multiple annual law fairs, and bursary schemes with major international firms such as Hogan Lovells. Feel free to contact them at m.hildebrandova at lees.ac.uk and m.j.wilmers at lees.ac.uk for any of your questions or concerns. Finally, thank you so much for tuning into the podcast this month. We hope you found it extremely valuable and I wish everyone at the law school the best for the upcoming exam period. Remember to keep safe, healthy, sanitized and most importantly happy. And I'll catch you next month for our next podcast.